we're discussing the Mishnah, the bottom of Nun Tet Amud Ebet. It told us that if someone sent fire with a Heresh Oteb Katan, he's exempt in a regular human betin, but he'd be Hayav in Shamaim. And Resh Lakish in the Gemara told us that's only when you sent him with a coal and he started the fire. But if you sent him with an actual fire, then you're the one who's obligated. And Rabbi Hanan said, even if you sent him with the fire, you're also patur unless you give him everything. The wood, you give him candle, you just give him everything and then it's your responsibility. You'd be even hayav bidine adam. And with that, we're going to start Samach Amud Aleph, second line in where it says, Shalach biyat If you sent a fire with a competent person, then the competent person is hayav. And if someone else came in and he blew into it, then that person is Hayav, the one who blew into it. And Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzhak, The one who said Liba with a Lamed, he didn't make a mistake. And the one who said Niba with a Nun also didn't make a mistake. Both languages could sound like someone blew into a coal and caused a fire. When Moshe saw the fire in the bush, it says, Labat Esh with Alamid. And Uman de Tane Niba, Lo Mishtabesh, whoever learned it with the Nun also didn't make a mistake. Dechtiv Bore Nib Sefataim. Hashem creates the wind of the lips. Now that we're talking about the speech, but you see it also means the wind. So you have with the Nun, you have with Alamid. Next, we learned the Mishnah, the Beta Haruah Kulan Peturin. If the wind came and blew into it and that's what caused the big fire, everyone is Patur. If a person blew into the into the wood, making a, making a fire, blew into the coal, trying to make a fire, but the wind helped him out, meaning he did whatever he could do, but the wind helped him do it, meaning the wind by itself couldn't do it, he himself couldn't do it, and uh, together it, it, the fire came out and, and it damaged someone. If he blew into it hard enough where the fire could come out and cause damage, okay, then Hayav. And if whatever he did wasn't strong enough, then Patur. Now, Amai, like I ask, why? Let it be like a person winnowing. When a person is trying to separate the peel from, let's say, the wheat kernels. For example, he throws it up in the air, and uh, when it comes down, the, the kernel comes down, and the chaff, the, the peel, uh, it flies away. And if there's wind, it's even better, because that will make the, the peel go away, and the kernel come down. And on Shabbat, you're not allowed to do that. That's one of the melachot. And when you throw it up in the air, and the wind comes and helps it, you're still hayav. Even though uh, you, you couldn't do it by yourself and the wind is helping you, over there you're Hayab. So over here also you should be Hayab if you get help from the from the wind. What are we talking about over here? Over here we're talking about where a person was blowing into the coals on one side and the wind on a different side, meaning they're both doing different things and that's why he would be patur. The person was blowing into the into the coal, into the wood, whatever it is, when there's regular wind. And then came a strong wind and then blew into it also. Meaning whatever he did wasn't strong enough, but then when the wind came, it made it uh, strong enough. So in that type of case, he's patur. 
person should uh, there was no way of knowing that a strong wind was going to come and uh, blow into that uh, coal and make a big fire we're talking about a situation where he just blew into it a little bit like uh, you know, when someone's called he blows into his hands something like that nothing so strong and because he didn't blow into it so strong he's patur Rav goes back and says, look, the issue with Shabbat is totally different. In Shabbat, when someone throws up the, uh, the, the kernels into the air and the wind helps him, in regard to Shabbat, it all depends on a person's thought. Melechet mahshevet. A melacha depends on what you were thinking. And over here, you were thinking of uh, separating the, the, the chaff from the kernels. So you did what you wanted to do, and therefore you're hayav. And that's why even if you got help from the wind, you're hayav. Avalhacha, in regards to damages, grama be'almahu, or grama benizakin patur. Over here, the wind is just an indirect cause. And we all know when it comes to damages, indirect cause is patur. Next, Mishnah, someone sent a fire, and it burnt wood, stones, dirt, hayav. He's liable to pay, because the Pasuk says, if a fire came out, found thorns, and it burnt a pile of cut crop, or akama or even if it burnt a pile uh, that's still connected to the ground, or hasadeh, or it burnt the field, uh, meaning the, even the stones or the the dirt in the field, shalim shalim whoever caused the fire has to pay. And the Gemara starts, Why does the Torah have to tell us uh, thorns, gadish, anything, uh, a pile that is cut from the ground, a kama, a pile that is still connected to the ground, vesadeh, and a field? So the Gemara explains, Sericha, you need all four. Because if you would only tell me thorns, I would have thought only thorns you'd be obligated to pay because fire is synonymous with thorns, meaning that usually people burn thorns. That's the first thing people burn. And people can be very negligent when uh, when there's a fire next to these thorns. And therefore, you should be Hayab. But when it comes to a crop that's already cut and it's in a pile, there's usually no fire next to them and people are very careful. And people are not usually negligent next to them, they're careful. Maybe you should not be Hayab and mistakes a mistake. And if you only wrote the Gadish, the pile of cut crap, I would have thought, I would have thought only by a pile of crap because that's a, lot, that's a big loss of money. But when it comes to thorns, it's just a small, minimal loss. Maybe you're not Hayav. That's why you need both. Now, so why do I need the pile still connected to the ground? So the Gemara explains, in the same way, this pile is above ground. Anything that is uncovered and revealed, you'd be Hayavan. Anything that is covered or hidden, you'd be Patur. And that's the famous Drasha. Now, and what about according to Rabbi Yehuda? He holds if things are hidden, and the fire came and burnt those hidden things, you're still Hayav. Kama Lamali. So what does he do with the word Kama? So he'll tell you, Lerabot kol ba'ale koma. It's coming to tell me that anything that is above ground, anything that is tall, you're still Hayav on with the fire. Meaning animals, big trees, things like that. Verabanan. Okay, so Rabbanan, they learn from the word Kama uh, that you're, you're patur on anything that's covered. So where do they learn uh, anything that stands on ground, uh, trees, uh, animals? So they'll tell you, From the word O, 
that extra O. And will tell you that extra O is coming to tell you that even if you burnt them separately, just the pile, just the pile connected to the ground, or just the thorns, you'd be Hayav. It's not when you burnt all four things together, rather each one separately you're still Hayav. When where do the Rabbanan learn that you're Hayav for each one separately? And the Gemara explains... They learn from the O that's by the word Sadeh. What does he do with the O next to Sadeh? So he'll tell you, I did a Katav Rahamana, O Hakama, Katav Sadeh. We already used the word O by Kama, so we're using it also by field. Okay, now Sadeh Lamali. So now why do you need the word Sadeh? So the Hidush is Latuye, Lihachani Rovisik Sechavana. We're coming to say that even if the fire just uh, burnt the the road that he just plowed, or it just burnt and made the, his stones black, you're still Hayav. So the Gemara says, So why do you just write the word Sadeh, and I don't need the rest of them because I could automatically learn it. Meaning if you're Hayav on stones, all the more so you should be Hayav on anything else. So the Gemara explains, it's Sericha, no, you need all four. If you only wrote the word Sadeh, I would thought, you're only Hayav on things that are in the field. Anything else? For example, uh, land, stones, maybe I'm not Hayav, I don't have to pay for it with the fire. Kamash Malan, that you have to pay for each one of these things separately. And Amarabi Shmuel Bar Nachmani, Amarabi Yonatan, and Puranut Ba'alaulam, Elabizman Shashayim Ba'alam. Punishment only comes to the world when there's Rashayim in the world. Ve'enamat Hailat Elaminat Sadikim Tahilan only starts from Sadikim Fashinema, Kitetse Eshu Matsea Kotsim. The Pasuk says when fire comes out and it finds the thorns. Ematai Eshuotza. When does the fire come out? Whenever there's thorns, meaning bad people. Where does the fire start from? Right away from the Sadikim Shinemar. Venechal Gadish. And uh, the Gadish, the crop that's already been cut, that, that's been eaten. Ve'achal Gadish lonem. I didn't say it's going to eat it. Ela ve'ne'achal Gadish. Shene'achal Gadish kavar means that the crop was already eaten. Meaning, it's not going to go to the thorns and then to the crop. It's ne'echal, uh, means already the gadish, the, the crop that Sadiqim already punished with the fire, and then it goes to everything else. And once we already got the drash, Tane Rav Yosef, my dichtiv, atem no tetzeuish, mi petach betoat boker. It says, by makat bechorot in Egypt, no one's allowed to leave their house until the morning. Once the, the destroyer, the malach that is supposed to cause damage. Once it has permission to destroy, it doesn't know the difference between tzaddikim and rashaim. It just goes and destroys. Not only that, it starts from the tzaddikim first, as you see in the pasuk, tzaddik then rasha. And Bache Rav Yosef and Rav Yosef would cry, All these tzaddikim, it's as if they're nothing, they get punished first. So No, it's good, it's a chesed for them. So this way they don't see the worst that's coming. That Sadiq gets gathered because of the future ra'ah that's coming. And Amar When a person is traveling, he should go into the city while the sun is still up. The, the, the light is, is good. So a person should go into the city before it gets dark, and you should leave when the sun is out. As the Pasuk says, don't leave your house until the morning. If there's a plague in the city, 
bring your feet in, in meaning go into your house. Shneiman, it says in regards to Malkat Bechorot, Vatem Lotet Seush Mipet Habeto Al Boker, don't leave your house until the morning. Beomer, and then the pasuk says Lech Ami Bo Bechadarecha, my my nation, go into your room. Usgod Datecha Baadecha and lock the door. Beomer, and it says also Mechutz Teshakel Cherevu Mechadarim Ema. Outside, there, there's going to be killing with sword, and inside, there, there's going to be fear. My veomer, why do you need the extra psukim? Vechitema, if you want to say that pasuk about not leaving your house in regards to makal bechorot, maybe that's only during the their night. Aval bi mamalo, but maybe during the day there's no issue. You see, the pasuk says even during the day when there's uh, when there's uh, something bad going on in the streets, go into your room, lock the door. Vechitema, and if you want to say that you should lock the door, that's only when there's no fear uh, of whatever's going on outside, inside. But when inside the house, you, it is all, it's also scary. Maybe it's just better to go be between people. If it's scary outside, inside, it doesn't make a difference. Maybe I should go hang out with a lot of people. Maybe that's better. That's why the pasuk says, even though there's a fear inside, still outside, it's more for sure you're going to die, and therefore just stay inside. Rabbah, when there's a plague or something bad is going on outside, he would even lock the windows because the Pasuk says that death comes in through the window even. And if there's a hunger in the city, you know, spread your feet, meaning go to a place where there's no hunger. You see that Abraham left Canaan to go to Egypt to live over there during the time of hunger. And the Pasuk also says in regards to four people with Tzarat, that was Gehazi and his children. Gehazi got Tzarat after the way he treated Naaman. Elisha was upset. He gave him Tzarat. The Tzarat of Naaman should go on him. So it says in regards to Gehazi and his son, the four Mitzurahim, Listen, if we're going to go to the city, there's a famine in the city. We're going to die over there. So let's go to the camp of Aram. And listen, we have a chance. Maybe they'll let us live. Maybe maybe they'll give us food. Maybe they'll kill us. I don't know. But we'd rather take a chance there. So my Omer, why do we need that extra pasuk in regards to the to Gehazi and his sons? And if you want to say, If you want to say, look, Abraham went to Egypt. There was no safek nefashot. He wasn't worried they were going to kill him. But if you're worried that they might kill you, don't go there. Tashema. That's why you need that pasuk in regards to the four mitzrayim. Let's go to Aram. We'll take a chance over there. There's food over there. So go to the place where there's food. Even if there's a safek nefashot, even if there's a chance they might kill you, because in the city for sure you're gonna die. Tanu Rabanan, Dever Bayer. If there's uh, if people are dying, there's a plague in the in the city. And people are dying. Don't go in the middle of the way. Because Malachamavid is in the middle of the way. Because once he has permission to kill, he is walking confidently. He's not scared. He's going to stand right there and start killing. Shalom Bayer. If there's peace, if there's peace in the city, don't go on the sides of the street. Since he has no permission to kill, 
therefore he's just uh, the malacha if it's on the sides. If there's a plague in the city, the person should not walk by himself into the shul. That's where malacha mavet keeps his things. That's only if there's no children learning there. You don't have a minyan. But if there's children learning there, there's a tefilot going on over there, then Malach HaMavit does not have permission to go there. Tanura Banan, Kelavim Bochim, if dogs are crying, Malach HaMavit Bala'ir, that means Malach HaMavit's in the city. Kelavim Mesachakim, if you see dogs laughing, smiling, playing, Eliyahu Navi Bala'ir. That means Eliyahu Navi is in the city. And that's only if you don't have a female dog in between. If she's there, it could be the reason that they're they're being playful is because of her. Yativ Rav Ami Rabasi Kamei Rabbi Tzhak Nafha. Rav Ami and Rabasi were in front of Rabbi Tzhak Nafha. Mor Amar Le Lema Mor Shemateta or Mor Amar Le Lema Mor Agata. So one of them said to the other, "Give us a nice halacha." The other one said, "Give us a nice agada." So Patach Le Memar Agata. Rabbi Tzhak wanted to say Agada first. Vela Shavik Mor and the one and the rabbi who wanted to hear halacha didn't allow him. Patach Le so then he went to say the halakha, and the rabbi wanted Agada, and each one wanted their thing first. So so he told him, Let me tell you what this is like, what it's a parable to. A person has two wives. One's younger, one's older. The, the young girl, she's taking away the white hairs because she wants him to look young. Young. The older one wants him to look old, so she's taking away the black hairs, and he ends up being bold from here and from here. Meaning, you're not letting me teach, not agada, not halacha. I'm stuck over here. So Amar lehem, Rabbi Tzchak said, Yihachi ema lechum If that is the case, let me tell you something. The shavel tevayikud that's equal for both. Meaning, it's halacha and agada. The pasuk says, Kitetze esh umatzakotzim. The fire comes out and it finds thorns. Tetze meatzma. It sounds like the fire went out by itself, and still shalim shalim hamavayir tebar. And still, the person who caused the fire has to pay. And he's going to be Doresh the Pasuk in regards to the destruction of the Beta Mikdash that was caused through our actions. Amara Kadosh Baruchu, Hashem saying, I have to pay the fire that I caused. I caused the fire in Yushalem. Hashem made a fire in Yerushalayim and it burnt and it ate, it burnt the, the foundation. And Hashem said, I'm going to build Yerushalayim in with fire. I'm going to be a wall of fire around it, and it's going to be honor inside of it. And then he said, This is the halacha part. The pasuk started in regards to a person's uh, assets ca- uh, causing damage. The fire, a person's fire uh, went out and caused uh, damage. And then it said that a person has to pay the, what he caused. It's coming to tell you that a person's fire is like his arrow. It's like his direct cause of fire. He's the one who caused the, the, the damage, and he has to pay for all four things, even if he didn't actually touch the person. But still, you threw the fire at the person, you, you're Hayav. Now, the next drasha comes from a Pasuk, where David was fighting with the Pelishtim, Vait Aved David. David desired, he, he was thirsty, Who could give me water to drink? from the hole in Beit Lehem by the gate.
Now, what's he doing? Uh, what's he doing with the hole from Bethlehem by the gate? What's that exactly talking about? So the, the, the drasha is that he, he needed to ask a halacha question from the Sanhedrin that was sitting by the gate of Bethlehem. So three heroes from Bnei Israel went and got the water from the hole in Bethlehem by the gate. Meaning they went, uh, they snuck out through the camp of the Pelishtim and asked a question from the Sanhedrin and they came back. So my Kamibayadeh, what was that question that David needed to know? So he had a shela in regards to uh, things that are covered. Uh, if you burn them and you burn something that is covered, what's the halacha? Is the halacha like Rabbi Yehuda and you still hayav, or is the halacha like uh, like Rabbanan and you're patur? And they gave him an answer. Nobody knows what they answered. Ravuna Amar, no, it was a total different question. It wasn't like Rabbi said. Ravuna Amar, Gedishim Desorim de Israel Avu, Davu Mitamere Pelishtim Behu. It was piles of of uh, barley that belonged to Israel and Pelishtim were inside of them. Vikami Bayer, and the question was as follows Am I allowed to save myself using my friend's assets? Meaning, am I allowed to burn my friend's assets to save my life? And they sent him, You're not to save yourself with your friends' assets. But you're different. You're a king, and a king could bust a gate anywhere he wants, and no one could tell him anything. Now, that's Ravuna's explanation of what the question was. They said the question was as follows. There was piles of barley that belonged to Israel. And there was piles of of lentils that belonged to the Pelishtim. David's question was, Can I take barley that belongs to Israel? Give it to my animals. With the condition that I'm going to pay lentils of Pelishtim. So I'm taking in barley, I'm giving them back. Uh, I'm giving them back lentils. What's halakha? Shalhule, they sent them. Habol yashiv rasha gezela yeshalem. Afal pishe gezela meshalem rashahu. Even though the rasha pays back, he doesn't pay exactly back what he's what he damaged. Even though he's paying, he's still a rasha. Aval atam melechata, but you're the king. Melech poets lasot lo derech ben mohamedo, and the king can bust open to create a pathway, and no one can tell him anything. Meaning. Although anyone else cannot do such a thing, you can. So now, Okay, according to the one who said that he wanted to switch barley for lentils, That's why we understand why in Shemuel it says that the field was full of lentils, and in Divrei Amim it says that the field was full of barley. But according to the one who says that they're trying to burn it, so what was going on with these two psukim, barley, lentils, what's going on in, in Shemuel and in Devarim? So like my response, No, there was also piles of lentils that the Pelishtim were hiding and they belonged to Israel also, not just barley of Israel, but uh, about lentil of Israel also. 
So again, as a question, okay, according to the rabbis who hold that he was, he was trying to burn them, and now I understand why it said he stood there in the in the field and he stopped his uh, people from burning it, meaning he, he saved it. But according to the rabbis who said he was trying to switch the barley for lentils, what, what, what do you mean? What did he save? So my responds, he he saved the Los Shabak that he didn't let them uh, switch it. So again, the Gemara asked another question. Okay, again, according to Rav Huna and Rabbanan, some say Rabbanan Mori, did they explain that we're talking about burning and he was trying to save it, or he was with the bar or the barley uh, trying to switch it for lentils? I now understand why it says two pesukim. The question wasn't regarding burning something that is hidden. Why do I need all these psukim? Lentils, barley, what's going on? So Amar Lach Rabbah would tell you, he had two questions. One in saving himself using his friend's money. And number two was the switching the trade between barley and lentils. So he had two questions. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem. Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.